to another edition of our Blackhawks Hockey Central podcast. I'm Joe Vitale, and that is Skokes. Today, we're going to be talking about a lot of things. Um, so start off, there have been a couple of signings because, uh, you know, as we talk about them, they happen as soon as we stop talking about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this time, it's Troy Terry of the Anaheim Ducks. They got them locked in seven by seven, uh, seven years, seven million dollars. Um, you know, he is like their star player, uh, and he's a winger. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think with a, a seven by seven, you're probably going to compare that contract to like a Matt Boldy, uh, Troy Terry. I think he's his career high in goals is. 37, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, and that was two seasons ago for 67 total points. Um, but if you're, you know, if he's doing 37, 67, $7 million seems to be a little high. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I think you and I were hypothesizing on one of the later or the last episodes, probably in like the six, one to maybe like a six, seven range. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, $300,000 over seven years, 2.1 million, you'd be saving yourself. But like, you know, what are you going to buy with $2.1 million? You know, that's a fourth liner at that point. You know, it's not really going to move the needle for mm-hmm. your team to advance them. So I think it's a bit of a little bit of an overpay, you know, probably like $7 million overpay. He probably gets six, you know. Uh, so, you know, he's part of their core with Zegris and, uh, McTavish. Yeah. And, um, Carlson coming in. Yeah. Carlson coming in who they just drafted. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll see, obviously time will tell if this, uh, contract is going to age poorly, but, you know, Mm -hmm. I think he's your guy and, uh, they locked him up for the long time, yeah. the lo- a long time. And I think, you know, it, it could prove useful as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, seeing that seven-year uh, term, it's also pretty interesting because he is like a younger player there, but a little surprising uh, just like checking back on it. uh He's 25 years old, so he's a little little older here than Zegris, uh, uh, Zegris McTavish, right? I mean, they're only 21, 22 uh, coming in here. I think McTavish is even younger. I think he might only be 20 or 21. Uh, so they're a few years younger than uh, Terry, but it's good to have someone that's always – a little older right um on some good term but we'll see how that ages right uh it's, it's not a terrible contract but we'll see no. yeah especially with the cap going up it's gonna be it's gonna get better as mm-hmm. the cap goes up this is the last year of that flat cap bs so mm-hmm. you know i mean you're just you're looking at uh i'm looking at matthew boldy right here just to, just as a comparison i mean He's still he's coming off his entry level right now, so it's not like a, you know, it's not like a, a true comparison. But last year he played eighty one games and had sixty three points. 
Okay. So like, you know, they're, they're kind of neck and neck to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how those go on, but you know, the big difference with Matthew Boldy is that he's 22 years old. So right. he's got room to grow into that contract and he's going to be 29 mm-hmm. when that contract ends. Yeah. You know, Troy Terry is going to be 32. Yeah. And kind of in the back nine of that career. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Matthew Boldy, when his ends, it's going to, he's going to be like getting out of that prime. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, uh, like I said, probably like a, a B minus to B yeah. contract, I would say overall, mm-hmm. not it, not nothing huge. Mm-hmm. And then another signing, unless did you have an, uh, anything else about Troy Terry? Uh, no, no, no. no. Okay. There was one more other signing and mm-hmm. concerns the Pierre Luc Dubois trade. So mm-hmm. Rasmus Kupari was one of those pieces, Gabe Velarde, Alex Ayafalo, and Rasmus Kupari. Yep. Kupari signs for two years, $1 million. Mm-hmm. He's a defensive guy, bottom six, young. Mm-hmm. You know, not much. You know, he's. I think he had like twenty-two points last season or something. Right. Uh that's also pretty interesting because he is younger. Uh, that's that's going to have in Winnipeg because uh, they're in an interesting situation, right? Uh, they have Ayafalo, um, a few guys that that they got in that um, PLD trade, but. They have some younger guys there to develop, right? Uh, Kupari's only 23. Uh, they have a few pretty good prospects. Uh, Brad Lambert, one of them. Uh, I, I believe he's from Finland, but he played with the Seattle Thunderbirds. Um, uh, so with Korch in them. And I saw him play all, all season. Uh, he's very impressive. Uh, super fast. So Winnipeg, they are going to be interesting, definitely. Um, but it, but it's good to have these younger players uh, sticking around, definitely. Yeah, they they went definitely with that PLD trade. They went uh, not necessarily quantity over quality, mm-hmm. but they they made sure to get quantity in there. You know, yeah. So yeah. Alex Ifalo, great middle six guy, Gabe mm-hmm. Velarde. Silky Mitts, amazing in front of the net area, just knows where to be, knows how to bury the puck. Mm-hmm. And then Rasmus Kupari, I think, you know, young young guy, 23, 6'2", 189, you know, could pack on a little bit of muscle there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was wrong. He didn't break the 20-point plateau last season. He had mm-hmm. 15 points. Um, right. So I think he's more of a penalty killer kind of defensive mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, um, and you always need those guys. They're always very, pretty vital to your special teams, and special teams are sometimes the difference in this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's similar to like when we brought in um, Brandon Hagel, or or when we brought up Kershev now uh, in his current situation. You know, um, pretty similar age, and uh, Brandon Hagel obviously he solidified himself right as a middle six player uh 
a very quality one, right? And, and uh, yeah, with Kupari, it seems like they're just going to take their shot. You know, he's he's still young, and they're going to see if he could Im- improve on, on this uh, cheap contract here. Yeah. So, decent signing, yeah. No doubt, yeah. And uh, they still have to get Jamie Drysdale and Trevor Zegris on the books. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be all right. Right. Um, I've heard um, – uh, I was listening to a podcast and s- someone asked like, Oh, well, why doesn't um, someone like a team with a lot of cap space. So like either Anaheim or, you know, Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, you know, maybe uh, Nashville or something with $8 million in cap space. Why don't they offer sheet players, you know, like mm-hmm. say like an Evan Bouchard, for mm-hmm. instance, this was actually their, like uh, the, their scenario. So they say, mm-hmm. why wouldn't the Blackhawks just like say, hey, Evan Bouchard, you want come play for the Blackhawks? We'll give you eight million bucks, you know, just for fun. Mm-hmm. And the Oilers are not going to be able to to match, match it. No yeah. way. But the thing is, the Hawks are going to have to give up assets. Mm-hmm. One of those is going to be a first round pick to yeah. the Oilers. It's not mm-hmm. worth it. No. It's, it's, it, it's never. It's almost never worth it to mm-hmm. sully your relationship with the league. If you're Kyle Davidson, mm-hmm. when you're like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm out here to ruin people," <laughs> um, right? You're never going to be able to make a trade with the Edmonton Oilers ever again. Mm-hmm. And also, like, you're going to have to give up assets when you could just be like, "Hey, he's an RFA. Why don't we give you just assets right out the gate?" Mm-hmm. or that or something like that so you know i think the offer sheet uh it's just not not like a thing really no. anymore. i think it's no. lost its luster and i think mm-hmm. it's lost its like competitive edge so mm-hmm. uh, you know with when you think about all these you know restricted free agents that are still available like a, a drysdale is egress is lafreniere you know mm-hmm. or shane pinto i really like his game yeah um you know I would just trade outright for them and uh, hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just uh, that's just the news with the signings going on. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we're going to talk about. Uh, oh yeah, uh, so uh, August second, which was on uh, Thursday, I believe, or was it Wednesday? Uh, might have been Wednesday. Uh, so, Team USA blue and white. Uh, they had their scrimmage, and Frank Nazar tacked on a pretty smooth assist over to Ryan Leonard. Sort of a one-timer type type of deal on a two-on-one, but uh, Ryan Leonard put a little move on the goalie and uh, tucked it in there. But good to see that from uh, Frank Nazar getting on the board there. Uh, Oliver Moore scored for Team Blue. And it started out right here as a one-on-one and then quickly turned into a two-on-one with Oliver Moore just shooting up the center of the ice like like a F1 car, right? Uh, he, he put his glasses on, put his blinders on, and he just drove. I mean, straight up the ice, uh pick the puck up like down the slot near near the hashes and he just uh let it rip here 
really yeah. impressive. Chris Peters has been a very good follow on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And um, he's been writing up uh, for – he writes for Flow Hockey. Mm-hmm. He's been doing some nice write-ups about uh, the prospects that are standing out to him. And they just so happen to be Blackhawks prospects. So mm-hmm. uh, go check him out. And uh, that – I mean, literally watch that goal that Oliver Moore – you can see – you can see him, Oliver Moore, right at his blue line, mm-hmm. uh, the defensive blue line. Know that he what he needs to do. He needs to sprint as fast as he can to get into the play, and that's exactly what he does. He comes out of nowhere. I mean, he's right. he's red line to slot in two seconds, easy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's madness, truly, and that the little pass that Frank Nazar gave to Ryan Leonard that he could right. bury at five hole between the wickets. Mm-hmm. It was contested. There oh was, yeah. There oh, were yeah. guys, there was a guy hanging right on Ryan Leonard's hip. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy going to close Frank Nazar off. And he just, yep. he just threaded the needle right there. Ryan Leonard buries it. Like we all know he can. Yeah. Very, very good prospect. Uh, very, very impressive. And Frank Nazar showing that he can play with these elite prospects because he is an elite prospect. Yes, he um, is. Drafted top top 15. I believe it was number 13. I mean, that's the elite area where you would expect to, uh, these players to, to really show up, you know, uh, develop and be a big part of your team. And, Early on here, uh, after his surgery, it 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 looks like he's coming into these uh, scrimmages, uh, these ex- exhibition games. Uh, he's just he's balling out. I mean, just straight up balling out. Yeah, and a quick little tidbit on Frank Nazar. So he's mm-hmm. twenty years old. Right. Fortunately, he lost that. Uh, just heard Skokes talk about surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so unfortunately, he lost the majority of last season to a, a hip surgery, I want to say. Yep, yep, something and, with his hip, right. And um, so if when the NCAA season ends, uh, the NHL season will still be going on, and that's when the Hawks and Frank Nazar's agent need to decide how they want to do his contract because he can mm-hmm. sign his contract, but if he plays one game, they burn a year. Right, right. So, um, you know, it's not nine games. It's not like whatever. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's one game. If he plays one game, boom, burn the thing. Now, the Hawks don't really have – like Seth Jones is like the only guy signed right now. Yeah. Um, past uh, next year, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I believe Taylor, Taylor Hall also has one, uh, one more year. Right. Uh, so on there. I yeah. meant 25-26. Uh, that would be the year after. Right. That year, it's Connor Murphy, Seth Jones, uh, Connor Bedard, mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> so if we're, you know, if you're burning one of those years, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Hawks have the space in the contracts; can only have fifty maximum contracts, right? And uh, they'll have plenty of roster space. So burning that year is not a problem. Just is up to Frankie if he wants to you know, play those couple games or whatever, you know, it's, you know, NCAA division one 
college hockey, it's, it's tough stuff. So, uh, you know, you're not playing as much as you would in like the pros, right? but it could mm-hmm. still be physically taxing and maybe he just doesn't really want to, he doesn't want to play. Hmm. You know? Yeah. And if they get knocked out of the, uh, tournament, you know, uh, early on, then, Hey, maybe we do see something get done. Right. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah then maybe he's like, you know what? We got knocked out early. Mm-hmm. I'm not done. I want to, I want to keep playing. Yeah. And then he can get a nice little taste of the bigs mm-hmm. and then, you know, use that as fuel to get there full time, maybe the next season. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty much all from the USA uh, scrimmages. Yeah, Team mm-hmm. White versus Team Blue. So mm-hmm. um, now we're going to move on to uh, a little interesting. It's new for us. Right. Uh, we're going to be talking fantasy hockey. Mm-hmm. And we're going to we're going to tell you some players to keep an eye out in your league. Now, all leagues are not uh, not the same. Mm-hmm. I personally play in one that is categories. So for forwards, it's like shots, uh, hits, and uh, goals, assists, plus, minus, average time on ice, mm-hmm. and uh, all that stuff. So, uh, and if you're playing with a lot of people, like I have 12 people in my league. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when you're like, when you're in like the third round, you start running out of people pretty quick (laughs) yeah Uh, so you know and that would be a a time to uh you know lock in on some blackhawks right and i i've been playing uh fantasy for a few years maybe like two or three years now on uh fanduel right um yeah uh one of them was a buy-in but most of the time it's just the uh, free uh signups right and when you're looking at the hawks the uh, last few years the only guys with real fantasy value is patrick hayner seth jones um two players that were big contributors uh for the team and no one else really at all so but this year and uh moving on there's there's definitely going to be some guys to keep an eye on here. Yeah, with the addition of Connor Bedard, uh, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that it, it juices a lot of dudes' stocks. Right, um, right. Plain and simple. So, you know, we're probably we're hypothesizing that that first line is probably going to look like Hall, Bedard, and maybe Tyler Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. Taylor, like, look for, I would look for on that line, Taylor Hall and Connor Bedard to really um, give you uh, some good uh, stats in uh, your fantasy leagues. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you're looking at line two, uh, the uh, Hawks potential line two, right? And you're trying to fill out like the bottom of your roster. because there are different amounts to the roster size that you can have uh, in fantasy, but uh, towards the end there, or who knows, maybe the the names get pretty hot, right? Uh, Seth Jones is still a draftable uh, player. Um, 
he he could go, he could go pretty high up actually. Um, and two players that have uh, like bigger stocks this year is obviously L- Lucas Reichel and and Taylor Radish. Uh, a lot of people are lo- looking at Radish, you know, because he's scoring twenty goals last year with basically no one. Uh, and now, how does he improve, right? Uh, with just more talent on on the team. No doubt, no doubt. Right. Yeah, it it really de- also depends where he's gonna slot in. I mm-hmm. think at the moment, I think I have him uh, third line right oh, wing. Really? Um, but uh, you know, I mean, you could you could definitely he's he's skilled enough to where mm-hmm. you could, you could put him on. You know, maybe you want to move Tyler Johnson down, right? You know, uh, one. You know, swap him. So put him to two, the two right wing, and then Taylor Radish up on the first right wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe you want to put Corey Perry on the first right wing. You know, because he's a skill guy. You know, obviously he's older mm-hmm. and he hasn't been playing that type of role. Right. But you know, maybe Luke Richardson is like you know. We got a we got a respectable, talented vet here. You know, I'm gonna give him just a you know I'll give him ten games on Connor mm-hmm. Bedard's wing for just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, a good comparison possibly to uh, Taylor Radish or even like like three of our guys, right? Like uh, Reichel Radish and possibly Donato uh, towards the end, they remind me of uh, Ryan Hartman uh, when he obviously moved teams, right? Uh, His fantasy value, I mean, it's skyrocketed. Uh, He's been... To the moon. Right. Uh, He's been a really hot player in in fantasy. I I think I've had him the uh, last two years, and... Uh, he was hurt last year for a good portion of it, but but when he's in the lineup, he is he's unbelievable. I mean, he's always c- contributing, uh, big big numbers for fantasy, and uh, we we could see that with Reichel, Radish, or possibly uh, Donato. No doubt. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I think you're probably yeah, Reichel, Radish, Donato. Bedard Hall, I think, right. are probably mm-hmm. uh, the guys to look out for for forwards, and then probably Seth Jones, maybe Connor Murphy. I don't know. Murph doesn't really put up that many points, mm-hmm. uh, but he'll, you know, he's good for a couple fights here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also mm-hmm. interesting with Murphy um, because I believe I did have Jake McCabe last year. Nice and. Uh, time on ice and hits, uh, it it contributed for uh, the uh, fantasy points. And Jake McCabe wasn't, you know, he was an, I mean, he was just a savage uh, when he was healthy for us. Uh, so he was a big numbers getter, uh, surprisingly, right? Yeah. Uh, so I could see Connor Murphy, uh, if he stays healthy, uh, if he's on a, uh, top two pair there all right here here uh he could definitely have some value uh, to, uh towards the bottom there 
Yeah, I'm looking right now. He's got 165 hits. Mm-hmm. Right. Only 85 shots. 1923 time on ice. Mm-hmm. 69 pims. Nice. Um, you know, if you're in a really deep league, maybe he he'd be worthwhile. But right, right. There, there's probably someone else that you could go, but mm-hmm. definitely Taylor Hall. I mean, he last year he only had. He played 61 games for 36 points, average 15, 56 time on ice. That's going to go up. That's going to be right. minimum 18 minutes, I'm going to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you you could even even see him crack possibly 20. I mean, uh, he's definitely going to be uh, on PP1. I mean, he's going to have all the uh, line one opportunities with uh, Bedard. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna be on the ice a lot this season. It's gonna be yeah. interesting. And with in the thirteen fourteen season mm-hmm. was when he averaged over twenty minutes per game. Right, eighty right. points. Yeah, nothing to scoff at at no. all. And if you're, you know, if also like if you have a really 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 deep team mm-hmm. or a really really deep uh, group of of people you're playing with. Honestly, I think you could go for like Marazic or maybe even a Soder block, Soder Bloom. Yeah. Uh, the fun thing with goalies in um, the fantasy league that I was in, uh, every, every few weeks I was rotating goalies, you know, because goalies are hot and cold, right? And I believe I did have Alex Stalock for uh, – for a little, uh, I did too. Right, uh, for for a short period there, uh, because Stalock was, I mean, he he was locked in, right? And uh, this year, I think if uh, Soderblom, uh, if he could find some consistency, right, uh, behind this decor, hey, he might go on a hot stretch, and uh, he's definitely a name to uh, keep an eye out for if you're looking for a goalie. Uh, like mid-season, right? Yeah, if I was, you know, in, in my league last year, I, I I fumbled the bag because I had Thatcher Demko, and he just yep. – mm-hmm. I, I had him two seasons ago, and he was great for me. Yeah. And and I was like, okay, well, he's the starter for the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. I, I have to I have to hang on to him. And so I kept hanging, hanging on to him and hanging on to him. And then I gave up on Vitek Vanacek. I had Vitek Vanacek. Oh wow! I I had him like first those like first three games. New Jersey was garbo, and mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, here we go again." I bought the hype. That's it. I'm done. Hmm. And I got rid of Vitek Vanacek, and it was it was awful. It was a terrible decision. Yeah, I should have gotten rid of Demko, and then I should have kept Vitek, and then gone <laughs> from there. I was just it was a disaster. But I mean, to be successful in my league, at least. Mm-hmm. Everyone was swapping out goalies. Spots yep. starting here, right. spots right, starting yeah. there, and just you know, oh man, it was brutal. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely uh, it's the hardest position to uh, keep consistent, right? In fantasy, uh, if I could go back and like look at my waiver claims, I mean, I was picking up every hot goalie. Uh, I think I also started out with Demko. I I probably cut him in two weeks. I think. I mean, smarter man than I. <laughs> yeah, it 
it just wasn't working out. Uh, but I just kept on looking for hot goalies, and uh, I believe I did win one of my uh, leagues, so so first place. But but it takes a lot of magic, you know. It's you just, just have so to keep on finesse, rotating. Dude. Yeah, a lot of finesse. Uh, it's fun. That definitely fun. I think it was last season. I was like, dude, I was seething. I started. I didn't lose until week seven. I want to say, mm-hmm. like, I was like, I was on fire. I was so good. And then um, I like, I I finally lost one. I tied one. Won a bunch more. Lost one. Tied one. So it comes to playoffs, and I'm like, all right, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like the I can see the prize. I'm already spending the prize money, right? And right. I get I get worked in the first round. That's it. I'm gone, done. And I was I was ready to strangle somebody. Dude. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I couldn't believe it. It was all my players that were just on fire. <laughs> were just all went cold. Yeah, and the guy who I was facing, all of his guys decided, you know, hey, you know, what? I'm gonna try right now, and I'm just gonna take over yeah i was so i was a salty dude man (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 a lot of fun uh like defensemen uh you also have to rotate at times right because there are a lot of injuries uh mainly with defensemen i i find in um at least my team uh last year but it it takes a lot of juggling, right? Uh, it's it's interesting, and hey, it's it's cool to see that the Hawks have a few more names here uh, uh, next season. Yeah, and, and obviously, as time goes on, the Hawks are going to be getting more and more. You right, know? right, right. You know, you're, you're going to be looking at oh yeah, I'll pick up Korchinski. You know, yeah. guy Eric Carlson. Oh, right. sick. You know, oh, I'll pick. Uh, I'll draft Drew Camesso. You know. Yeah. Like that's it, it's that's going to be a reality a lot sooner than we think. Yeah, and I'm really excited for that. Mm-hmm. I always find though in um, in fantasy, mm-hmm. you have to uh, like you really got to pay attention to it, mm-hmm. and you always got to keep rotating guys in and out. Right. Yep. Uh, there's there's a lot of hot and cold. A lot of injuries, right? Um, yeah, but you have to stay on your toes. Uh, if you're really committed to, uh, you know, finishing high or uh, possibly uh, uh, winning the uh, league, you know, you always have to be juggling players. Uh, even if it's like a favorite player of, of yours, but uh, but hey, if, if they're not contributing uh, to your points total, then got to move on. Yeah, I've I've uh, I've found that good hockey players aren't necessarily good fantasy hockey players. Right, 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 definitely. So like, yeah, like I had John Marino on my team last year, and he was mm-hmm. like, he was averaging like twenty two minutes a night, mm-hmm. um, and he's like a good player. He's he's getting Connor McDavid, he's getting Austin Matthews, he's going up against top talent. Mm-hmm. So he's a good defenseman defensively, but like, what does that do? for my fantasy team. Like, you know, I, we don't, I don't think we have blocks, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think we have, you know, like stick checks, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's nothing like that. Yeah. 
I I think they just counted. Um, I think it was just hits for mine. Uh, hits, yeah. you know, shots, goals, uh, assists, and whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, but no, uh, no, like block shots and stuff. Yeah. I I don't yeah. I don't believe my my league has ever had blocks. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. Connor Bedard, Ryan Donato, Taylor Radish, Seth Jones, mm-hmm. maybe a Peter Morazic spot start here and there. Mm-hmm. Those are Luke, your, right. Uh, Reichel. Reichel, possibly. Yeah. yeah. I would I, those those top two lines, those top six. Mm-hmm. They've got some intriguing players that might be good fantasy additions for your team. Right. And I think we're going to end it there. And yeah. uh, I, I think it was a good episode and uh, delving into the fantasy aspect, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I've just been playing for the past like couple of years, like yeah. very seriously. So, you know, I'm learning as we go as well. So I'm happy to learn with you guys as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So have a good, have a good weekend guys Friday tomorrow when this drops and uh We'll see you that later and go Hawks. Let's go Hawks.